G'day Pickleball family. First thing to know, as shared by Thomas Shields, the owner and founder of the dinkpickleball.com, the state of pro pickleball. I'm fresh out of analogies to depict and idioms to describe the state of pro pickleball right now. Maybe this will suffice. Dude, anything is possible. An MLP owner via text. This article may seem like a rambling stream of consciousness that offers more questions than answers, probably because that's exactly what it is. So let's start with the Player Collective. Recently, we covered the newly formed Player Collective and shortly after, CNBC picked up the story as well. But CNBC had an extra detail that most glossed over. If the merger is not completed by January 31, 2024, these new agreements will be null and void and deals will revert to the contracts you signed with MLP or PPA, which will leave the future viability and sustainability of MLP uncertain, the letter said. This, the letter is an email titled Where We Stand from Major League Pickleball to its players. It's an indirect response to the player collective's letter to MLP stakeholders in which they express their many grievances. Interesting. So either the merger is done by next month or there is no merger at all. Who created this deadline? If the merger is moving in the right direction and both parties are happy, I assume they would extend the timeline accordingly versus abandoning altogether. Seems arbitrary. A quick note on the player collective. Let's call it what it is, a subset of a subset of players who are not met, uh, who are not happy. How many players exactly? According to one pro pickleball executive, 30 players, half of which were undrafted. According to a pro in the collective, it's more like 100 players. The collective at this point is really just a big group chat. Apparently, only two players have left this group chat. So take that for what it's worth. The collective is just a group chat, which players didn't opt into. They were added to it. So how many players took the survey? We couldn't get an answer on that. Am I criticising the collective? No, I support the collective. It's insanely important for players to come together and use collective leverage to secure a better outcome for all players, especially given the volatility of the situation. But purporting that this collective represents the majority of players would be a leap, and I think it's important to acknowledge this. The survey results may very well represent what the vast majority of player opinions, but we don't know that for certain the accusations of being in the pocket of Big Pickle. That's why it's so important that players in the collective are vocal and stand by it without, without, uh, with anonymity, though it's understandable that any player would fear having a target on their back. The letter from MLP also included this line, which will leave the future viability and sustainability of MLP uncertain. Sheesh, I imagine the email's author isn't happy this line ended up anchoring a CNBC story. It doesn't exactly paint the brightest future, does it? On the flip side, uh, flip side, some optimism. In MLP's Thursday letter, the league also touts that MLP owners have pledged an additional $10 million annually to fund operations and will be receiving another $50 million on January 1. I assume the $50 million is the previously announced infusion by executive board members Jason Stein and Al Tylus, and not in addition to. Extending the runway, January 1, MLP will receive $50 million. They, they'll also be allotted $10 million for the year via owners, and they raised $4.8 million via the recent Dutch auction that determined next year's Premier-level teams. 
between 85% of 2023 Premier level players have accepted pay cuts of 40 to 60%. Sounds like they've extended their runway quite a bit. So these questions arise. One, if the merger does not happen, is that $50 million withdrawn? We think so, but it's worth noting that the $50 million will hit the new case account on January 1, and the merger deadline is January 31. Two, is the Dutch auction that secured $4.8 million also null and void if the merger does not happen? Three, what about the $20 million, two years, $10 million per year? That is no longer on the table. One last peculiar note. We recently asked whether it would be possible that even after the merger, some PPA players may not be required to participate in MLP. That would be a pretty shocking detail. We asked both PPA and MLP leadership whether this was true. One response was no. One was that's less clear now. And one was anything is possible. Meanwhile, at the APP, the and while all of this is going on, the APP is making moves. From the get-go, they've foregone aggressive growth for a more methodical, profitable path. Here's what they've been up to lately. Launched international tournaments in England, Spain, Sweden, Australia, and more to be announced. Delved into high school pickleball with its newly announced Midwest Pickleball Tournament. Expanded its college pickleball offering with the APP US Collegiate Championships, which will include $50,000 in scholarship prize money and a chance to compete in a national broadcast on CBS Sports Network. Increased prize money for their Pro Tour minimum prize fund of $150,000 per event, while primary events will feature funds of at least $100,000 per event introduced a team-based format that will debut at five tour stops this year and offer a $100,000 prize pool. Notably, the APP's Jenny Klitsch, Senior Vice President, Pro Player Relations and Competition, was the original commissioner at Major League Pickleball and even invented the Dream Breaker. And if you've made it this far into the update, please be sure to dink that like button and rate and subscribe on the platform you're watching or listening to it on so that it can be shared with and found by other fellow pickleballers. Second thing to know, as shared on Pickleball England's pickleball52.com site, Wales applies to form Pickleball National Governing Body. Pickleball leaders in Wales are in the early stages of forming an official national governing body for the sport. Catherine Knowles, the highly influential founder and chair of Anglesey Pickleball Club, is leading a seven-strong committee which has begun the application process with Sport Wales to become the nation's officially recognised body governing the sport. Although the process is in its infancy, the committee has already received support from friends at Pickleball England and Pickleball Scotland, which were both founded in 2018. Catherine told Pickleball 52, often referred to Pickleball as the great game with a silly name. Forming a governing body will help enhance pickleball's credibility and grow the sport in Wales. We already have some wonderful pickleball clubs here. Together, we will become stronger. Pickleball clubs are thriving in Wales, not least in the north, where North Wales Pickleball leads a host of competitive and social activities. The group's leader, Paul Byron, is also part of the committee making the national governing body application. The move has been in part motivated by the growth of the English nationals, to such an extent that organisers have had to become stricter about entry guidelines. Whilst Welsh players were allowed to enter in 2021 and 2022, entry numbers exceeded capacity for the 2023 nationals in October, and it had to be restricted to English players only. 
the 20 strong Welsh contingent returned from the 2022 English nationals with 20 medals, eight gold, eight silver, and four bronze. Whilst it was upsetting for Welsh players not to be able to enter the nationals, we totally understood the decision, said Catherine. It has given us the shove we needed towards setting up a sporting body of our own. Catherine says a Welsh team is planning to enter a forthcoming Celtic Challenge event in Glasgow in March, and she hopes that governing body status will lead to Anglesey being able to enter a pickleball team when the Ireland Games is hosted by the Isle of Anglesey in 2027. We hope competing in multi-nation tournaments will help boost our application to Sport Wales, said Catherine. The sport is growing hugely here and is so beneficial to players in such a variety of ways. So we'll do anything to spread the word. Third thing to know, as shared on pacificpickleball.com.au, preliminary player pool announced for January 11th, MLP Australia 2024 draft. The preliminary draft pool for the MLP Australia 2024 draft to be held on January 11th can be found in the link below. The pool is broken up into two tables, women and men and sorted by top to bottom by highest doubles duper ratings. Individual region information is also included. Team pick order, number one, Southeast Asia Surge, two, Melbourne Mavericks, three, Eastern Rush, four, Sydney Smash, five, Gold Coast Glory, six, Asia Aces, Asia Aces seven, Northern Crocs, eight, Western Vipers, nine, Fast Fours, 10, New Zealand Hustle, 11, Southern Stars, and 12, Brisbane Breakers. Players who still need to confirm eligibility have not been added to the current draft pool list. Paddles up.